Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hi, I'm Joe Bush, staff writer with McKnight's Long-Term Care News. Today, we are speaking with Cherie Kitt, who runs the Vaccine Equity and Access Program for Health Advocacy Organization, Community Catalyst. Community Catalyst partners with and provides funding to Leading Age to support its members in addressing vaccine confidence and acceptance in racial and ethnic communities. Cherie, thank you for the time and happy holidays. Can you please start us off with some background on Community Catalyst's mission and then how it's connected to the skilled nursing sector? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Community Catalyst, as you mentioned, is a nonprofit health advocacy organization, and we are dedicated to advancing a movement for health equity and justice. Uh, We partner with local, state, and national advocates uh, to leverage and build power so that all people can uh, be a part of the decisions that influence and affect their health. So we do uh, policy work. We do programs work, and it's all centered around uplifting communities and supporting communities so that they're using their voice to influence decisions that affect their health. Can you uh, share uh, some examples of how um, your work relates to the skilled nursing uh, community? Absolutely. So, our, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background on uh, the project that I work on, our vaccine equity and access program. That may be a little bit helpful before I jump right into how, how and why we partner with Leading Age. So our vaccine equity and access program is funded by uh, CDC. And uh, the CDC has this program called the Partnering for Vaccine Equity, which has a goal of reducing disparities in in racial and ethnic communities around vaccine uptake. And uh, the work is really built around working in communities, building trust so that individuals can make decisions for themselves and their families around the safety and the efficacy of recommended adult vaccinations. And of course, because of COVID and uh, COVID vaccination, our focus is really on addressing COVID-19 vaccination as well as um influenza infection and vaccination. We partner with Leading Age, which is a nonprofit organization. They're they're a national organization that represents over 5,000 nonprofit aging services providers. And um, what that means is they work with skilled nursing, assisted living, affordable senior housing, hospice. And we partner with them because they're the experts in what they do. We work in communities and we do community work really well and they work with the older adult population really well and we thought that partnering with them to do this work uh, would really have an impact on uh, the communities that we're serving and working in and um, leading age as I mentioned they have members across the country and what we've done in this partnership is provide them funding so that they can offer funding to their members to really address uh, vaccine confidence and acceptance in um, racial and ethnic 
communities. In terms of of how they're doing this work, uh, they're not only just working in the communities, but they're working in the skilled nursing facilities. So they're supporting staff members as well as the older adults that are in these facilities to understand kind of what the vaccine is, why it's important. Um, they're working with families that are actually coming in. Um, so they're working, they're, they're the work is really across the, the entire gamut in terms of working with staff, working with family members, working with the individuals that are actually in the facilities to really understand what the vaccine is for, to address uh, the myths that are in communities around the vaccine, as well as partnering with healthcare providers to offer the vaccination. So our role is not necessarily to put vaccines in arms, but to uh, partner with healthcare providers that are doing that and to work with them so that they have access to, let's say, for instance, if they're working in a community where there may be some cultural differences, they're kind of stepping in and serving as a conduit around uh, maybe language barriers. So providing interpretation, doing community outreach for the healthcare provider, and then kind of bringing them in to be able to support the facility staff, as well as, like I said, the community members in terms of understanding the efficacy of the vaccination, dispelling myths, and then actually offering access to vaccination. Do you have um, one example that you could kind of tell the story of that um, relates to this sector? Absolutely. So one of the organizations that Leading Age, one of their members that they provided funding to is called Lutheran Towers, and they are based in Atlanta. And what they're doing this year is they're using their uh, funds to really uh, build partnerships with uh, additional medical providers. They're working with uh, community members that are connected to the uh, Lutheran Towers to be like trusted messengers in the community. So one of the tactics that we use in our work, I, I don't even like the word tactic, but one of the, the methods that we use is going into communities and recruiting community leaders and they are the ones who are actually trained on uh, what the vaccination is, what COVID is, what the vaccine is, and they're the trusted messengers in the community. So what they're doing with Lutheran Towers is they're identifying trusted messengers um, on like their resident association board. They are going to be doing like some uh, community town halls uh, with the service providers, as well as the clients and residents on the importance of of the COVID-19 vaccine. And then they'll be working with them to develop some community outreach campaigns. Um, another one of their communities uh, is Friends House Retirement Community, which is in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, and they're kind of doing some, some similar work where they're doing some vac vaccination clinics. They're hosting some community days. Um, at, at friend's house where with, within the work that they're doing, again, they're working with not only staff, but also with the family members as well as the individuals that are in the community as well. And then they're partnering with businesses, the local cha chamber of commerce, to really work with them around the messaging that they're putting out that's focused on older adults so that folks are kind of understanding the messaging. One of the things that we learned in terms of some of the work that we did, we're in our second year of the project, but in the first year of the project, one of the things that we learned, especially with our older adults, is that um, 
while the messaging was was being put out about what you know COVID, everybody was like what is this <laughs> and what and then of course once the vaccination came out what is this vaccination why do you want me to take it is it safe and a lot of our older adult populations they didn't necessarily even understand and so a lot of what leading age is doing and what we're doing at community catalyst um with other community-based organizations is really looking at the language that's being put out and how our healthcare providers and how our other entities communicating with older adults in terms of understanding what all of this means because it's confusing for everybody um and um we're uh, working on uh, just addressing language barriers, not only, uh, and then also uh, addressing like cultural barriers as well. Could you um, give a, a little more detail on the funding, the how the, the grant process works? And, and, and also, um, what are the amounts of these grants? Absolutely. So there's a couple of tiers <laughs> in terms of the project. So our overall project here at Community Catalyst, I kind of lead like the overall project. So we're funded directly from uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Within that funding, we partner with three national organizations and 90 community-based organizations. Within all of that work, Leading Age is uh, our national partner that's addressing older adults. And then we have uh, a couple of uh, community-based organizations that we directly uh, provide funding to that's working with older adults that may not be in a nursing facility, but may be uh, in the home. And so these community-based organizations are providing education and support to older adults. So within the community-based organizations, they're funded um, $75,000 for 10 months to do work. Leading age, they were provided a, a larger amount, but within the funding that they're giving, they're providing to their members, they're providing $20,000 grants for the year. Is there a, um, is there a name to the, the CDC portion of this? And it, was there a, a set amount um, that is available to you? Um, absolutely. So, and, and it's all public. We're funded through CDC's Partnering for Vaccine Equity Program. They call it the, the PAVE uh, program. Mm -hmm. And um, within that, we were funded $11 million to do this work. Two years ago? This year. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So um, $11 million for one year. Okay. One of the things that's really important about this work and in terms of just uh, why we're doing this work one of the, I, I say we all know, but we, I've been working in public health for 20 years. So um, I, I, I hate to use the general term, we all know. But um, when we think about vaccination, um, and when you look at the top 10 public health achievements in the 20th century, vaccination is, is I think, either number one or number two. Seatbelts might be number one. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, we know that vac vaccinations can prevent diseases and they can, and they can save lives. And since the onset of COVID, we've noticed that there's just been this uptake and this, this, this mistrust around just vaccinations and, um, in general. And uh, within our work, our work is primarily done to really address the misconceptions, to really um, do community outreach um, so that uh, organizations and individuals are aware of, like I said, what the vac, what COVID is, what the vaccine is, the efficacy of the vaccination. And then we, like I said, we partner with um, 
in organizations to actually administer the vaccination. And when you look at the entire premise of our work is really about increasing vaccination rates in racial and ethnic communities. And what does that mean? That's black, Hispanic, Asian community, any community that's non-white. Our role is to increase vaccination uptake because these communities are experiencing disparities um, in adult vaccinations in general. But when you look at COVID-19, they are extremely disproportionately affected because in, in terms of the incidence of COVID and, and getting COVID-19, as well as they're getting COVID more, but getting the vaccine less, if that makes sense. Exactly. So our work is really focused around addressing, that's why it's really focused around dr- addressing racial and ethnic communities. We're trying to reduce COVID-19, but then also increase the uptake and build trust in in the vaccination. So in terms of the work that that leading age is doing, they're addressing, you know, the lack of cultural culturally appropriate systems. They're addressing language and cultural barriers. They're addressing misinformation. And they're doing all of this from a, a standpoint of of really looking at the data around why racial and ethnic minorities are not getting the vaccination and also looking at just kind of historical trauma, historical mistrust of the medical um, system and really addressing it from that standpoint. So we've all done a lot of needs assessments. We've talked, we've spoken to communities and organizations to really understand from their standpoint, why they aren't getting the vaccine and understanding what, what they don't understand about COVID and developing these campaigns and these, the, the messaging around what we've heard in communities. So um, for our audience that might not be leading age members, can they be a part of what's happening with what we're talking about? Absolutely. So one of the things, and this might be a, this is actually a few months from now, but we're at Community Catalyst um, within our, within our general program, we will be putting out an opportunity for organizations to apply for funding to do some of this work. Unfortunately, we just funded a large group of organizations. So the next round of funding will not be until this summer. So it won't be until like maybe um, around May, June-ish, we'll be releasing a request for proposals for organizations to partner with us to continue doing this work. And, And how will they be able to get more info on that? We'll be putting out the request for proposals in April, and it'll be on our website, communitycatalyst.org. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I would just say that we do this work because we're just trying to save lives. And I feel as though sometimes there's so many misconceptions just in the community about vaccination and regardless of you know funding we're that's just the work that we do in general so we partner with organizations and support them regardless if we are providing funding to them or not if an organization were to reach out to us reach out to community catalyst we will still partner with them and support them in doing work doing the work and they can use our resources join our webinars chat with us have calls with us and we will support them in doing this work regardless if we provide funding to them or not. Well, that sounds great. Cherie, thanks so much. And again, happy holidays. For McKnight's, I'm Joe Bush. Have a fun and productive day. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit mcknights.com.